Good evening. A Puritan's Mind brings you the old-time radio program, the Wild Boar News Podcast from sunny South Florida. Welcome. I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. I have before me a partial list of names that all have something in common. Let's take a quick test. See if you, the astute listener, can figure out what all these people have in common. Are you ready? Jacob Arminius, Remonstrant University teacher in the 17th century. Karl Barth, neoliberal theologian. Billy Graham, Arminian evangelist to millions. Harry Emerson Fosdick, liberalism's popularizer. G.K. Chesterton, Roman Catholic essayist, poet, and writer. T.S. Eliot, modernist poet. William Miller, the founder of Seventh-day Adventism. Ignatius of Loyola, Roman Catholic founder of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. Catherine of Siena, religious mystic and political activist. Or Walter Rauschenbusch, champion of the social gospel. Tell me, keen-eared listener, what do all these people have in common? They are, according to Christian History magazine, of the top 131 Christian people everyone should know about. That's right. Walter Rauschenbusch, who is the champion of the social gospel, and T.S. Eliot, modernist's greatest poet, and Rome's founder of the Jesuits, Ignatius Loyola, are among those Christians that Christian History magazine says you, the avid listener, should know. Shame on you if you didn't get the answer right to this little quiz. It seems, however, that the term Christian simply means someone who, in religious history, has done or accomplished something noticeable by a great many people. They wrote a book people read, or maybe a poem, or preached a sermon, or even founded a cult. It seems that the word Christian has lost its biblical derivative, those that actually follow Jesus Christ and his teachings. The 21st century modern church seems to thrive on its inclusivistic nature, where, on the other hand, Christ was always the opposite. Christ was an exclusivist. The gospel he preached was exclusive given to a few, given to a remnant of chosen people chosen by God to receive the implanted word. Yes, many are called, but few are chosen. The modern church of our era has it quite backwards. Christians are not simply people who write religious books or quaint poems or even preach to a congregation of listeners each Sunday. Doing something noticeable in drawing attention to one's work is not the criteria for being called a Christian. Otherwise, when little two-year-old Johnny throws up on his mother's Sunday blouse during the morning sermon, we'd have to call him a Christian too. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. 
our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L 3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle is adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.